0: life don't know me i'm a man gang for life don't know this cliff, so we high for life don't know man dem fake look at me better recognize
1: don't know don't know don't know, don't know. tino and i share this passion for one deco yeah, there's nobody, nobody like one we think is like absolutely me. awesome so i'm really excited about that sign I've been very lucky to work in every part of the company.
0: Any literally is instrumental to the way the organization runs.
1: I said to him, the day the music is whack, I won't do it anymore. It was the collective happiness, and you could just feel like we were all really on the same page. Uh, we had the same kind of passion and devotion to what we wanted to do. So it was a really, it's one of my fondest memories. 50 years from now, if you're
0: looking back and you think, what was my legacy in the music industry? What would you want that to be? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Life at Aristocrat podcast. My name is Tsinu Adesuba, and I'm the vice president of content and communications for Aristocrat Group. Um, I, first of all, before we even get into this, I just want to thank everybody that tuned in to the first episode. Um, your response was super, super dope. Thank you. Um, today, I have a very special guest, our COO, Annie Apollo. Annie literally is instrumental to the way the organization runs. She's also our head of legal. Um, hi, Annie. Hi. (laughs) It's it's a girls' club today,
1: but there are three guys in here. (laughs) Okay, so we
0: have we have Chinadu who's our sound engineer, and we have two guests. PD, our CEO, is sitting in on the interview, and we've also got DJ Bali. I don't know. Do you want to say something, Bali? You can come into the mic and say hello.
1: What up, people? Ah, My favorite voice. They had to give us (laughs) very Yeah, so hi guys. Hi, Annie.
0: Can you introduce yourself and tell us what you do at AR?
1: Okay, my name is Annie and I'm COO of the Aristocrat Group. I've been with the company for 10 years. I've been very lucky to work in every part of the company. So I started out as general manager with PD back in the day in Port Harcourt, and I think that's how... Our relationship has progressed since then. We've I've gone from that to legal, to head or to executive director, to now COO. Oh, so you've really been through. Yeah, I I I climbed. You've worked your way up. I worked my way up. I think this wasn't handed to me. That's actually
0: impressive. Um, so before we go into your interview, I think that, I mean, this is the Life of the Aristocrat um, podcast. So we have to tell the people what's happening mm-hmm. at Aristocrat. We've had some exciting things. Yeah. And because Emmy usually is the one that does the contracts and she probably knows everything that happens before we know it in our department. So can you tell us, I mean, two cool things that have happened in the last week?
1: In the last week, we signed
0: Wandeco for management.
1: That's like, that was my... Big thing for the last week. What else happened? So, one day is now
0: signed. Um, people, um, one day Cole is now signed
1: to Aristocrat 360, 360. Management. So, we yeah. manage him. Yeah, I, I honestly, Tino and I share this passion for one day Cole. Yes. There's nobody like one Cole. We nobody think he's like absolutely though. awesome. So, I'm really excited about that signing. The other really exciting thing is we got tracks submitted for. Um, Sound of New Africa, which is a compilation project, project we are coming out with in August under our partnership with Universal Music France. So we've, it's just given us an opportunity to enjoy music from all kinds of artists all around Africa. And I've just been so impressed with the quality of music that has been submitted. I'm so excited about the project. So, yeah, those are the two coolest things I think happened this week. Did I miss anything important? Anything? I mean, we should actually talk
0: about the joint venture, don't you think? Because I think that's the biggest thing that's happened, even though it's a two weeks. Yeah, but, but that's let's...
1: like months ago. And even yeah. for me, that's even like way back, further back, because mm-hmm. we had already done the deal like a couple months prior to the announcement. announcement so I'm kind of like...
0: So if you, unless you've been under a rock um, aristocrat group, well, Aristocrat Records and Aristocrat Publishing, we've signed a joint venture with Universal Music Group with the uh, with uh, Universal France to be precise. And the cool thing about that is it allows us to amplify the music from this region to the global stage. Exactly. Um, so we're very excited about that. And the first project that we are going to be releasing under that joint venture is the Sound of New Africa project that we've been working on this week. I'm. I'm Cool thing about Emmy is she's a music buff. She will fight you if you don't get the music <laughs> right. She almost clawed my eyes out to do I said. I didn't yeah. like a Fireboy track. I attacked her. <laughs> <laughs> clawed my eyes out. Okay, so let's get into you, an aristocrat. Yeah. I want to start this as an icebreaker. And I want you to tell me what your earliest, the best, the worst memory of aristocrat is from way back it could be something recent but what is your the best memory actually let's do let's start it on a good note what's your best memory at aristocrat
1: oh that's really hard because so much has happened but I would like to let, let me say the first time we we went to the Ogudu Awards that's like an award show in Port Harcourt, and it's not it's not a big deal mm. but it was a big deal for me because that was the first time we had it was myself, Bruna, Brie, Leric. I think Pucado was there as well, Bruna's mom. It was and this was way back mm. old, before we even came to Lagos, before or any of that at all. So we went to this Ogud the Ogudo Awards and we kinda slid so so. out. It was and everybody was just so happy. And I worked at this night of... Sorry, my parents. <laughs> Sorry, they sorry, did not dad. Know that. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at this nightclub then called X Lounge. And so from a good we went there. And everybody was just so happy. Everybody got so drunk. It was just. Can you imagine the, the vibe it, and that collective
0: happiness? Yes,
1: it was the collective happiness. And you could just feel like we were all really on the same page. And we we this we had the same kind of passion and devotion to what we wanted to do, so it was a really it's one of my fondest memories
0: I'm gonna go right into you being one of the first um at least management members of a r e you know when people think of aristocrat or when PD and Berna tell their story, people really think about, you know, the workers, the worker bees in the background mm. that are making these things happen. So you're one of the first management members at aristocrat.
1: I and mean, a worker bee. <laughs> right, for for bee. Sure.
0: <laughs> How did that happen? Because you're a lawyer. You yeah. you go to law school, you go to the UK to do your masters, yeah. law school, and then you start working in entertainment,
1: I'm sure your dad must have been like, what is this I'm girl sure on? my dad still doesn't really know I work in entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been like, is like, this what my school <laughs> is going like towards? Like, we talk about, we, t- we talk about my job, but I just, we just leave it at, oh, she does IP law. Okay. Yeah, because... That works, I yes, guess. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's the middle ground. I'm not exactly lying and he's not exactly exposed to the full scope of the truth. But, um... Uh, I, I, the funniest thing is I had, I found out about aristocrats before I met him, before I met PD, before okay. I moved back to Nigeria. So there was this platform called Gidi Lounge back mm, in the day and that was like my go-to place for connecting Nigerian music, right? So I'd been there and there were two groups I liked on there. Okay, so this is when you were in the UK. This was when I was in the UK. I was okay. doing my... I was doing my master's. Had I done my master's on my first degree? Yes, something like that. sure. But, so I used to listen to them all the time. The aristocrats and show them camp. Mm. And then, so I came back to do NYSE and I was in camp with a lot of his friends. We, we both... Are from Port Harcourt, okay. but we didn't know each other up until that point. So we had a lot of mutual friends. And NYS is actually a really good connector if you see him. I about know when it. you think about it, right? And so we're talking, and as usual, I was talking about music conversation. shall always gravitates to music. And I was telling him about this group that I liked, and he was like, oh, that's me. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! I used I'm like, oh, for real? Did you fan out at that point? Did I fan out? Nah, I don't. I don't think it's in me to fan out. Oh, Wow! So you didn't act like me with disgrace when <laughs> you have. <ever>. When <laughs> <laughs> I want to go, I like, just go crazy. No, my ancestors just <laughs> <laughs> they hold me back. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was like, so we 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 kind of clicked on yeah. the especially on the music side. We disagree about most things, but that. I will say that
0: when I've seen you in a sessions, that is the one thing that for me is evident, is your passion for the music yeah. and how you guys just kind of yin and yang with the music. Yeah. So that is really always cool to watch.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of like the anchor, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was the my first introduction to Aristocrats and that was how we met. And from then on, straight out of law school... I did the registration. Yeah, the, I, that straight out of law school. Cause he lived in Abuja at the time, so we, we kept in touch. We became friends. We became fast friends. And then I moved back to Port Harkot, and He moved back to Port Harcourt. And he had been doing it himself. So, and I'm kind of like good with admin, general yeah. running around, doing that kind of thing. So making
0: shit happen. Yeah,
1: making shit happen. So, I started doing that for him. So just like personal assistant, general manager. So everything from going to get tickets printed to writing letters to... Worker B.
0: (laughs) Yeah, real
1: worker B, running the errands, all of that, that was me. And that kind of continued into Lagos because when we were moving, when we decided to move to Lagos, I had to come here first, kind of get the house ready, all of that. And then it became... (laughs) Us living together, me and what, like seven guys? Wow. Bali was even in the mix back then. Okay. So if we count like the likes of Bali, it was <laughs> way more. So, you know, um,
0: so we've heard, I mean, in the last podcast, we heard about this aristocrat house. But now that you're seeing it, I, I'm wondering, how did it feel living with seven, eight? I mean, I'm sure at a given time, there must have been 20 guys in there. How did it feel from your perspective as a woman?
1: I was like, mom, and I didn't always like it, but it sort of came naturally to me. Mm. Because even when I said I didn't want to do anything, it would just really upset me when things weren't being done properly, so i just do it anyway. And it was hard, I'm not going to lie, it was physically hard, it was even Living more with seven guys oh eight my god guys. and they were so messy you imagine they how were messy so messy it is. oh <laughs> my god and I I don't really do filth right I, I would don't imagine. I'm like my space has always so it was really emotionally tasking for me I think it was more emotional than anything else because I was. You have to understand that we were all really young. Yeah. We were like twenty-three, twenty-four. Brother was like eighteen, I think, or nineteen. We were really young. So imagine having to deal with all of that. And I always felt like they weren't. They treated me differently because I was female. In what way? I. They didn't include me.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Now that I'm older, I don't mind it. I even kind of prefer it, yeah. but they didn't include me. And for a long time, I really resented that because it was always a boys' club. Mm-hmm. Even in the studio, like, the only person that I was really close with was Ozone. Hmm. Yeah, Ozone, Ozone we had a lot of the same interests, so we he used to talk to me. He was my friend, friend, yeah. but the rest of them just looked at me like the manager she's to, yeah she's yeah to clean everything is it that anyways. she's going to do it or she's going to check me those were my boxes either mommy box or the bad guy box because i had to be the bad guy a lot of the time because someone had to keep Let order and keep them in check and that is not pd's thing hmm. So, he's yeah. the nice guy. It's good. He, he's cup. he's he's usually the nice guy and he's a creative as well. So things that would even I would be bothered by, he would just be like, what's the problem? Why are you shouting? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the general attitude <laughs> they used to piss me off. But yeah, that was that was the only thing. But to be honest, nothing can that time together. Mm-hmm. Just creates, a, at least for me, a connection that I think will always be there.
0: Yeah.
1: I will, even no matter what it is, a part of me will always root for them. I will always feel like they are my people. Yes, but they are your people. They you are my guys people. lived together for so for, long. For, lived together, long time worked together, grew worked together. together. I went through different stages. And so um, I wouldn't trade it. Can you tell us a funny story that nobody knows? Oh my from God. That house? I can't tell you if I tell you. <laughs> if I tell you, you then. You can
0: tell us at least maybe half a story. Should I tell you? I can't tell you the names. Okay. So, the, so was, you guys can make up your own yeah, mind who, who, you who think would have it been is?
1: capable of doing that kind of thing. So, so we were. Someone had weed Okay. in his room. Okay. And. We were, we did have money that time now. So this thing was like, ah, ah, it was like gold. And another person then goes, we're all chilling upstairs. ah, ah. Next thing, you just notice one person was gone. Ah, ah. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, this person didn't come back. Jimmy was there at the time. So Jimmy goes downstairs to check and sees this guy bleeding. So he has put his hand in the jar to try and steal the weed. But he was rushing. So he pulled out his hand and the jar broke and cut him. My guy was... His vein, blood was splashing out of the pot. <sighs> because of how the injury happened. He couldn't <laughs> even call anybody. I'm wondering who this... Who could this be? So Jimmy... Jimmy then comes back and he's like, guy, you guys, come on. And this guy, he had to go to the hospital. I can imagine... I it was archery. just funny because... No, like, I think he must have nicked something because you could see it was a lot of blood. But it was funny to me because I was thinking this guy was willing to die. For weed? <laughs> he was willing to die for wow, this that shit. that just goes to show how young you guys we were. We were young. We were young and we were... We thought we knew a lot, but now that I'm older, I just think about some things. That so you I'm guys like, got up to, and you're like, wow. Wow. Okay, so when I start
0: at Aristocrat, one of the first people I heard, I think PD and ABA spoke about was Any, And so it was like, okay, no, we can't make this decision until Any comes, or Any signs off on this, or Eni has to review this contract. You mm-hmm. know, so I heard your name but you are at aristocrat for this long and then you decide to leave mm. right but you're still very involved in everything that's happening in aristocrat so i then find out that any works at spinlet yeah. so i'm wondering this break right from aristocrat what did was it necessary
1: yes absolutely
0: i want to talk about that for a bit because you're with aristocrat for long and then you take this break but you're still very much involved so in my mind when i heard that i was like oh I wonder what happened. I want to know. So why did you take this break? And why
1: was it necessary? Um, I think it was necessary because we were at a point where Pedia and I had to get along. Hmm. And I think the level of involvement I had at the time would not allow for that. Okay. Right. Um, That was from my perspective. It was just, and I needed to go somewhere else and learn new things and get a sense of, a personal sense of what my value truly was. Because I, you're with people for a long time and it's not intentional. But something started being taken for granted. I started feeling like I was being taken. feeling valued. I wasn't ve- feeling as valued as I thought mm. I should be. Okay. Right? That was one thing. And <clears throat> another thing was I felt like there was the money. There was money. Money was a big thing because through this whole time, I had always had another job. Oh, wow. Yes, from the get. I could not have moved to Lagos if I didn't show my father that I was working somewhere. So before I could move to Lagos, I had to get a job at a bank. I got a job at a bank. So I was doing that and doing my aristocratic. So I've always had to balance it. But that in itself has taught me that... This is what I really, really love. I I love it. I want to do it. I would do it for free. Please close your ears. (laughs) But but I would do it for free because I I, I did it all the time. Mm -hmm. I did it in my mind. I did it when I was speaking to people. It was just constant. At my job at Spinlet, they had to fit aristocrats into my role. It was just It was just such a part of what I was that it became a major part of my job.
0: Cool. That is absolutely cool. And they're really awesome
1: at Spirma, I have to tell you, because they were as flexible as anything. They would let me take meetings because I was still, even while I was still an executive director here and I was still head of legal. So I had to put in time. Even if I wasn't physically, physically yes. present, no, but... Your presence you know. was definitely felt. Yeah, so... Um, the people I was told there's awesome. one more person that I
0: had to impress when I first came in, <laughs> and that was Emmy. Any- so I felt your power. <laughs> I mean, I would tell Really? PD, you yeah, felt my power? Pa- I, I, I don't feel my power. <laughs> I told PD that, you know, when when it was announced that you were going to come back and you were going to have more of a physical presence here as COO... I was like, oh my God, I'm so anxious. I really don't know what to expect. And I think a week after you started, PD and I had a conversation for him to check in. And he was like, okay, so how did that go? I was like, I love her. <laughs> like, she's so cool. He's like, yeah, I knew that you guys would get her.
1: He said that to me the <laughs> yeah. first time he told me about you too. He was like, there's this babe to you. She's a lot like you. <laughs> oh,
0: that's cool. We have like a love fest going on we from do. time to time. <laughs> So now I want to get into the business side and being a woman in a male-dominated um, industry. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that we talk about um, being on our on the leadership team is what. legacy is going to be, what your legacy is going to be, and the changes that you want to see through the industry. I'm going to read to you some of the stats that the womeninbusiness.org have. Mm. Um, 15% of label members are majority owned by women. That's 15% of women. 6% of recognized producers are women, and this is in the US and Canada. 7% of women identifying as having roles within sales and business development. 50% of, and this is in Canada... 50% of freelance women earn less than £10,000 in the UK in the music industry. 16% of women are PRS members. Mm. That's crazy, 16%. 16. I'm even
1: surprised
0: it's that high. 16% of women are PRS members. Um, 20% across the participating countries, um, societies represent women or more.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Wow. 12% 12% are JACAP members um, in Jamaica. And I believe JACAPs, they are collecting board Thank in Jamaica. So 19% of COSAP members are women in Barbados. Wow.
1: What's the stat for Nigeria?
0: So, I, you know what? I don't have any stats for Nigeria. This is a global stat. Yeah, but which I would imagine it's
1: even a lot, it, considerably lower in Nigeria. So,
0: that is the reason... Um, I thought that, you know, with global numbers this low, I can only imagine that an industry like Nigeria is even lower. Mm-hmm. But here we are, and I'm going to let you read out our stats mm-hmm. for our management and what the team have. And I really want to go into, like, what you would like to, what, what steps do you, are you taking personally mm-hmm. to make sure that women come into this industry, they're empowered in the industry, and they see it as a viable um, option for the work that they do as a viable source of income for them?
1: Um.
0: So we'll start with the stats for aristocrat.
1: Um, yeah. As aristocrat, I think we're like 70% female. 70% women work. Yeah, we're 70% um, female workforce. And I love that. I think I've worked with men, I've worked with women, and I feel like in the areas of efficiency and attention to detail and just general growth culture, Mm -hmm. women are way better. Absolutely. So I really, I, I believe anybody male, female could, can do anything. You just, I'm a big believer of merit over like gender bias or anything. We are at an, we are at a disadvantage in Nigeria. That is obvious. We don't get the chances we should get. But I think I've been very lucky. I, I I've never thought of myself as a female executive. I've just always thought of myself as an executive.
0: But you know, it, it's funny that you say that because when you when, I mean, I don't know about you but when I go to meetings, I feel there are times that I mean I'm sure PD will even testify. There's been a meeting that we've had with a major bank, and I've been told before that meeting that I should make sure that I have a man with me.
1: Oh, yes. That's that's very annoying. But I, I have to, let me Let me say this. My first CEO, the first CEO I worked on that spinlet was female, and she taught me a lot because she was really strong. She had a very strong personality, and a lot of people didn't like it. Most people, she had more people that disliked her than people that liked her. But I, I, I could see why she was the way she was. And I could see that it worked for her. It got things done. And while I feel like, while I'm a big believer of merit being the deciding factor, my what I would like to leave behind is that um I cut through all the red tape. Okay. So I shattered cut. glass ceiling. Yes. I that that's never at least in this organization, any organization that I'm part of, that's never the deciding factor. That's, so, are you saying you hope that that's never the deciding factor? Or are you saying
0: that that is never the deciding factor
1: in an organization where I have say in the management and in hiring? That would never be a deciding factor. It would just be what kind of personality you have, what you bring. Can to you do detail. the job? Can you do the job? Which is the way it should it's, be. It is that simple. Can you do do the job? And the world is generally moving in that direction. While there's still a lot of inequality, the female voice is very, very loud. And the African female voice is getting even louder. Because I think for the longest time, we have suffered the most oppression. Yes, black women. Black women. African women. African women. We didn't even have a voice at all. And now it's everywhere. African women are demanding for a place at the table. They are making their own tables. So I would just like to encourage or enforce a culture that is based primarily on marriage is not so fixated on gender that treats everybody equally, that has the same expectations. I have the exact same expectations of everybody that I work with, male or female. I don't even consider it in my mind. Now, in the, in the entertainment industry, there are certain positions, there are certain places that would require that you think about it. Like if there was a shoot really late in a mm-hmm. dangerous place, I would not send female personnel on their own right but outside things regarding personal safety but that does not mean i would bypass a female staff for that position because that's not even i i think that's such a small factor in the grand scheme of things you can always get someone to go with her right or for that make arrangements make arrangements there are are, are ways around it but i feel women are just as capable even more so because we are just naturally blessed to be able to multitask and i think we handle conflict way better Mm. and i feel like women are a lot bolder than men are we I don't know. Maybe and, it's, and just, it's just. imagine the comments that we're going to get underneath. Yeah, or, maybe. On, and, on, and 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 <laughs> and again, there's the podcast. argument of oh, you cannot generalize, and that's fair. This is just my opinion, in my experience, especially in my professional experience. I have dealt with gutsy women. Hmm. They are not afraid. Even if they are, they would do it anyway because you know what they have to do it. Yeah. And. I try to surround myself with people that believe in getting things done. That is my motto. No excuses. No excuses. I really hate excuses. I think it just limits you. If there's an issue, if you're failing in something, the fact that you're able to admit it is growth in itself. So I would rather be straight up with you and say, oh, I'm sorry, I fucked up. I couldn't do this, or I need help with this, than make excuses for it. And that has been... my. And I think I'm even a little harder on my female. I don't know. I think I just expect so much because I have gotten into the habits of having to give so much to get it done. And I'm a winner. I, I love to win. My thing is winning. So I've just... Naturally, I feel like I should do better than everybody else. I should try. Very competitive. I'm very it. competitive. So I feel like that is a culture we need to try and um, inculcate as women, as African women. We need to be bolder. We need to be louder. And we need to be better. We need to be on a continuous journey of bettering ourselves. So that's really Where I'm at with that. So
0: if you, 50 years from now, if you're looking back and you think, what was my legacy in the music industry? What would you want that to be? That was going to be my last question, but I I would really want you to add to...
1: I would like to think that I made an impact in the area of education, especially for young women. I would like to think that I inspired people to chase their dreams and take risks in the industry and um, create more opportunities for themselves. And by that, I mean, invest their money, create structures and platforms that will move the industry forward, and not not be afraid to own it, right? Just the way. You know, you know all the male label bosses. Hmm. You know all the big female, all the big male managers. The female ones are less, are less obvious. Do we have any female record
0: label bosses in Nigeria?
1: Not that I know. Well, there's Chalk City. What's her name? She's a lawyer. IB. Okay. Yeah. You see? But we had to think about it. Interesting. It didn't come... It, it didn't wasn't just, like a Donjazi. Exactly. It wasn't like a pre. And she signed a, a major deal a couple of years ago. Has it been up to two years? When um, they did their mm-hmm. deal with, with, with Wana. So it's just... It's things like that. There's Osage, you know. There are people. If there, you dig deep if, enough. if you think about it, there are people. But I don't want it to be a situation where you have to think, think about, about it. it. I yep. want it to be obvious i want them to be making strides and i think it starts from education and insp- and being a source of inspiration for people to see you and know that it's possible yeah. and for people to see that you are not afraid of criticism or to be at a, in a room and be the only female or to express your opinion at every point in time and to stick up for yourself and to demand what you think you deserve yeah. essentially. So that's the legacy I want to leave. I want to, I want people to think and say, oh she contributed majorly to my growth, which is how I think about my bosses. That's how I think about Priya and that's how I think about the CEO of Spinlet, the current CEO. I think I've learned so, and they're both male and I think they have impacted the most in my Career, maybe in my life in general. Oh, wow, that's yeah. deep. Yeah, they have taught me so much. They, their styles of management are so different, but they have both heavily impacted my life. I'm the I manage the way I manage because of I manage the way I manage now because of my boss at Spinlet. I would I don't think any staff here would have been able to handle me the way i was what like 10 years ago when i first moved to lagos that's barely now <laughs> for real right, right. they would not know i was next level i had to learn a lot about patience and leadership and it's still i'm a working process yeah. i'm still learning it every day i'm having to catch myself every day i'm having to be more understanding Show more empathy, you know. That's gross. Yeah. She's ongoing anyway. I'm ongoing. I'm, I'm working on it. And I'm consciously working on it. And so that's kindness, empathy, determination. I learned that from John Aspinlet. From Priye... <laughs> Prayer has taught me that look into somebody's eyes and tell them exactly what you want. Prayer is not afraid of anybody. Prayer will tell you that he wants a billion dollars and he will not flinch. And I just think that's just an amazing thing. And, And he's not flustered at all. This house can be on fire. I'll be That's ru- true. Running around. Because I'm just like, why are you not bothered? And, <laughs> and like, that hmm. bothers me so much that he's not bothered. <laughs> but I'm having to get used to that. Mm. You know, and it's 10 years I'm still learning. Keeping how calm to, under pressure. Keeping calm out of under pressure. He's, I, I feel his A&R skills are next level. Next level. I mean, he has a Grammy nom to his name. Like, so that No, is... honestly, I don't think there's anybody better. And that is why I. I tolerate a lot of stuff because I know he's really good and no matter what it is, nothing can change that. He has a talent, he has a special grace. He He's so confident and unwavering in his vision that it is impossible for it not to Some inspire Some may say him. that that
0: is the good, those are qualities of a good cult leader.
1: Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps let me tell you something else that might might add to that suspicion. Do you know that all the all the initial members of AR have a tattoo? Have the AR logo tattoo. Interesting. We did not get it together. We did not discuss getting it. But at just some point everybody in bought time, into the vision of... everybody did. It meant that much to so many people.
0: You know, I mean, this this podcast is not supposed to be about PD at all. But yeah. I want to add to that in that I think everybody that works at Aristocrat, and I think someone asked me yesterday, what do you like about working at Aristocrat, is buying into PD's vision of world domination Yeah. is... It's almost when he's saying it, it's almost so tangible that you can buy in. And I think I'm so, I'm in that cult. That <laughs> you have dragged the kool <laughs> I can be sitting at home and thinking, oh, wow, this would be good for, this will take aristocrats to that next and level. And it never
1: even occurs not me doesn't like, occur to you. oh,
0: it's too far. And you know what? I'm going to say this, guys. If you want to join this cult, please send your resumes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is not a cult. Did, did, did it stop it is saying not it's a cult? It's a cult. A, it's like I cult. hope you guys don't take, a, take this <laughs> and run. And, and he it. understands my need for excellence. A lot of people might find it annoying. I'm very particular. particular. But he gets it. And I've said to him, the day the music is whack, I won't do it anymore. Because it is it's that... Important to me, that's what gives me joy. One of my best is, and it's not a memory, it was just a phase. There were, it was like I think two years after we had moved to Lagos, and I was in a car, and it was a top 10. I can't remember what top 10 it was, and we had like four tracks on that oh, top wow. 10. back to back. I mean, how back, does that
0: it's, it's, what is that feeling that you I'm feel still when chasing that is
1: that feeling? It's a high that I am still chasing. I need to feel that again. It's just, and I would have people say to me that, oh, once I hear Aristocrats' records, I know it's It's a a banger. And that means more to me than money. I love money. I love money. I have to emphasize how much I love money, but that means more to me than money.
0: I want to touch on something that is it's very it's a very delicate situation but i think that your opinion as an executive in this industry should be heard and it is the issue of sexual assault in the industry. What do you think we can do to combat sexual assault? Aristocrat has 70% of women working in a male-dominated industry. Mm-hmm. We have 70% of women here. What is it that we're doing to protect these women? But more importantly, what do you think the industry as a whole can do so that
1: these things aren't Name and shame happening? them, drag them. Drag them, shame them. It's true. It's the Harvey Weinstein situation. Someone has to, you know, be destroyed. For real. Someone do you has think to that be... happens?
0: Because a lot of my frustration is even when
1: these people are named and shamed, we don't have policy in place. We absolutely uh... do not. The culture does not even support it. I think in, in the... You speak to five women, at least three have been sexually assaulted, or raped. The numbers it's, are, are crazy. It's, it's ridiculous. So um, it's a cultural thing, but I think the more they are shamed and named and the louder it gets, the less people do it because there's also, there's, they know now that there's the risk of exposure. There are repercussions. There are repercussions. Even if there are no legal ramifications... Right, because if you hear the stats on the rape cases that actually get to convictions, it's ridiculous. But even in that regard, laws are changing. I can't remember the states. Well, now we have a sex offenders list. There's a sex offenders list. I think it's life for rape in Lagos now. There's another state that recently changed their laws to make make rape a life sentence and I think attempted rape is ten years. I believe that's all your states. Exactly. So even policy is changing. Law is changing. And it's because of all the noise. I was so happy when I saw people outside protesting the rape and murder of that girl. Of Uwa that was killed in a church. I was so pleased that so many people took it upon themselves to go out. Not just be an advocate on Twitter. To go out and demand... You know, change and accountability. So that's, I think, that's the first step. Just say it. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. You need to take your power back. We mm. need to take our power back. We need to be able to look people in the face and say, okay, so, so what? I'm an here. It's true because it's the shame. The shame is the biggest part of it. They are too afraid to go and tell the police because they feel they will not believe them and it brings shame to them and their family. Their families are ashamed, so they are telling them don't tell anybody. Their parents are ashamed because they don't want the church to know. It's always shame, 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 shame. But it's after the shame, uncle.
0: What then the pain that the person
1: the victim Do you understand? Is that more important than the pain and the trauma? So I I feel like name and shame. Name and drag drag them to the fullest extent. Drag them to the point that policy makers cannot ignore the problem. Let's go to something else. I mean, I think this is going to be
0: the last kind of dark question I have before we go to something more fun, which would be the music. Um, I want to talk about burnout and mental health in this industry. It's something mm. that people have ignored, are still ignoring. And this is such a high-pressure environment Um I mean, and nobody has felt it than us in this management team in the last, I think, two, three months mm-hmm. is where you have to keep going, 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 going when there are high stakes. How do you manage burnout and how do you preserve your mental health in this industry?
1: I, only, I think I only started good mental health practices this year. I used to... And you know what? People always think about how the artists manage their mental health and how they are depressed and... And nobody ever talks Not about how, how the managers... Yes, or... because it's a lot. It is you, a it, It's a lot. You are dealing with emotional artists. You are dealing with the stress of the business. There's the money worries. It's just so much. And it's an emotional business. You, you, you are, at least most people, are emotionally invested in the business. So there are the wins and the losses. Imagine you know, going from multiple tracks on a on, on on a chart to nothing. Nothing. Managing those expectations. Managing those expectations. And these are people's dreams though. So, so you know they are going to be emotional about it. You. you are dealing with that. You are dealing with how you feel about it. You are dealing with the responsibility. You are dealing with worries about money. It's a lot it's a lot to manage and for a while I didn't do, I didn't manage it very well. but now I have realized that just the little things you know working out has been really helpful. Yeah. Prayer has been really helpful, really really helpful because it's now like a meditation for me. it's not just just it's just a time where you can be. Calm and centered, and speak to your maker. Your maker, you know. And I think I have gotten to the age where I've seen that it would be all right. Yeah. It absolutely isn't the end. I used to think everything was the end, I used to worry that every little problem would be the collapse. Of everything, (laughs) you know, and the world was going to end, and my life would be ruined. But you know, every everybody will be fine. Last, last, every problem has a solution. Every problem has a solution, and in the midst of conflict, there's also opportunity. Sometimes, I was saying to my friend the other day that. Truly, because she used to say to me that the only thing she has never gotten is the thing that she hasn't asked for from God. And it's true. I've started to practice that and I've seen that it works for me. So now I don't worry that much. I don't get so emotional. I don't lose my mind. And the thing about me, up until very recently, when I'm unhappy, I can't work. Oh, wow. Yeah i can't i just i can't function, so imagine that it's down downtime and and who has time for that? you know, but I think the more I practice it, I pray, i calm down i've seen i've seen i've I've kind of faced my worst fears, and now i'm I've seen that the world did not end and i No, it's okay. And regard my fears regarding the business have kind of been soothed by this partnership. Yeah, that's a big win. It's a big win. It's a win that has been a long time coming, and I finally feel like we are getting the recognition we deserve. P.D. is getting the recognition he deserves, and we were right. You know, I always thought we were way ahead of our time. The songs we were putting out back then, the way we handled business, where it has finally paid off it's it, it 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 we were right he was right everything has made sense up until now, so there's no reason why it shouldn't make sense going to Move where forward. we intend to go
0: cool so let's let's I want to end this on a lighthearted note um, because we've talked about some heavy stuff and I want to know which artist under that we signed that you're most excited about
1: Juju Boy, that's easy he, he surprises me I didn't start off believing I, I, I always knew he was good but I didn't, I didn't know how good he was and PD as usual he knew from the beginning. Let me tell you something funny that happened the other day. I think okay, it was just before week. you say this.
0: So Juju Boy is Jujuboy an star. artist that has been in development um, under Aristocrat. So please look out for him. Um, pretty soon he's gonna be re- releasing some cool stuff. Really soon. So sorry, go back to. Yeah.
1: So the thing with Juju Boy's music is, pray would come. And play it, and I'll say, who is that? (laughs) And you'll be like, it's Juju Juju, because his range is madness. His range is ridiculous. Like three days ago, he played a rap song for me. He played that for me as well. And I was like, wow, who is that? And like, and I literally had goosebumps, and that's like my test for greatness. I had, I was like, wow, the range is just. It's just amazing. I think it's, it's the kind of thing that Brunner had, but it's really different. Yeah. And I'm so excited to...
0: And he's a pretty... He's not bad to look at, so I think it's up to the... He's the brand cute as well. the kid. The yeah. ladies are going to he's, absolutely adore him. The ladies are going
1: to love him. I'm so excited about where we are going with him and all the possibilities. I honestly believe that he will be a global superstar. Wow. I mean, global. And yeah, I'm really excited to see where we go with that. But generally, we have so many good yeah, people. We have like lot. there's Kelpie, there's Tinea, there's Wande Because you have to think from the labor perspective and the management perspective, right? True. And even Publishing. The Sazzy. Sazzy. I heard that Sazzy song with Fireboy and it just made me so happy. By the happy. way, that's the song that anyone wanted I, to, I, I wanted my to eyes She out. said, she,
0: let's not even say it here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I hope you guys
0: can hear the song too.
1: Uh, because I, I have to so, choose between a hmm, Fireboy and Tenny and I said, uh, well, bro, my girl Tenny? There's no way. I've told I've told Bria about that song. But yeah, I heard the song and I just thought I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy for
0: her. Sazi is one of the first female producers that we signed. Yeah, first female
1: producer. She's one of very few in Nigeria. In Nigeria, and she's actually really good. Yeah, she's amazing. So I feel like the more high-profile songs she's on, you know, the more talented the people she works with, the likely the. Increased chance of her really, you know, yeah. blowing and getting where she needs. We manage her by the way, so she's going to get where she needs to get, rup, rup. but <laughs> it would be faster, right?
0: Well, thank you very much, Annie. For I hope you enjoyed this, yeah, Fun it was fact, a lot easier than I thought. It would I've been be. trying to get any to record this podcast with me for like maybe two months now. It's <laughs> a time thing, it's a schedule. It's so busy. <laughs> well, thank you very much for talking with me. Um, and I'm excited to be a part of this AR story and this AR journey, um, working on all of the interesting things that we have, Where like the world, I don't think the world is even ready for us. I know,
1: right? And it's I'm going so to glad. be a madness. I'm so glad I'm not the only one that thinks so. Yeah, I'm excited. We believe in the vision, we have a high standard, and we want to just grow constantly, so Yeah. Well,
0: thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Life at Aristocrat podcast. Don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Life at Aristocrat. And we're on Twitter, Life at Aristocrat. And we are also on Facebook, Aristocrat Group. So, guys, thank you. And I will see you guys next month. Bye.